Flying Green Sports Nation, welcome back to the Flying Green Sports Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brian Nibble, along with Michael Nanny, of course. We are back after a, a long hiatus of not recording for a week. We've been busy bees, but we got a lot of talk about here in this episode, like the Jets' close heartbreaker, the Buffalo Bills, and the Eagles' dominant performance against the New York Giants. So, Michael... I'll let you start here. Give me some of your instant reactions from this Bills-Jets game. Yeah, good to be back. It was a big week for both of our teams in, in different ways. Positive on the Philly side, negative on the New York side. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like we talked about, I think this was going to be a tough game for the Jets. We knew going in that, you know, going on the road and, and sweeping the Bills is a tough task. But uh, it's a game we knew the Jets were capable tough of winning. Ass. And and uh, they made it competitive. It was a defensive battle in the first half. I was 0-0 for most of it until late in the second quarter, C.J. Mosley has a terrible penalty. Was that, was that the fourth and one or whatever? Or yeah, jumped over the pile? fourth and one. They, <laughs> the Bills bring Dawson Knox under center, and C.J. Mosley jumps over the line, gets encroachment. Bills go on to score a touchdown. But um, regardless of that, uh, the defense really wasn't the problem here. I mean – Still ultimately give up only 20 points. Uh, There were a lot of possessions in this game. I think the Bills had 12 drives because these teams were just punting back and forth so much that, you know, 20 points and 12 drives, very, very good when you're playing against the Bills. But offensively just couldn't get it going. But I think Mike White had another really impressive game. I mean, there was a lot of pressure, not a ton of separation, but he kept standing in there making big throws under pressure. Um, but ultimately, the Jets are just making too many uh, mistakes in big spots to put points on the board. Uh, they had early down sacks, early down penalties that killed drives. They had a lot of punts in the middle of the field, right outside of field goal range. Uh, then Joe Flacco comes in once, and he fumbles it away. Michael Carter fumbles late in the game when the Jets are threatening uh, with a potential touchdown drive to make it a close game. So uh, too many mistakes on the offense, but I don't think – Mike White was a huge part of that. I think he played really well again, and he showed a lot of toughness as he got knocked out of the game twice. Both times yeah, he came I saw back him get just like yeah. speared in his ribs He's one time. <laughs> speared <laughs> by Matt really... Milano, and he took multiple hits like that. So somehow it seems like he's all right. Uh, he was limited in practice today, but Robert Sala insists that he's uh, – they're preparing that he's as if he's going to play this week, so – uh, looking good there somehow he's tough enough to do it so um so yeah I, I think he was impressive and rest of the offense just couldn't get it going but um yeah jets are in a tough spot now looking to playoff race they did not get much help or any chargers help won. this week chargers won patriots won so jets are on the outside looking in right now and they're in addition to their own success going to need some help to get in as well but i think they got a nice road ahead here uh, lions and jaguars coming up and two hot teams, but I still yeah. think they're two teams. The jets are still better than and should, be. should beat at home. And especially, I think, you know, these are two offensive kind of minded teams. I think that's the type of team that matches up well for the jets because, you know, they have the defense to shut down any offense. They've proven that in these two bills games that any caliber of offense, they can keep it down. Uh, it's just offensively oh, and they get enough going. They haven't to... the Eagles offense yet. What do you, I haven't faced the Eagles yet. That is true. Um, so not yet, of course, later on in the season. Not yet. That that will be coming soon enough. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think you face a team like you know the Lions 
playing great, but you know, it's offensive minded. They put up a lot of points. Uh, and in games yeah. where they have played really good defenses like the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Patriots, and the Bills, you know, they haven't quite been able to win that shootout. So I think the Jets yeah. can do well against those kind of teams where you know the defense should do its job against a good offense. And then offensively against a not so great defense, they should be able to put up the points they need to win the game. So I think they still got a nice road ahead here. And I think if you're a Jets fan, you're not feeling too distraught about this. I mean, you are. You would have liked to have one of these last not two games. Yet. But um, but the way the quarterback is playing, and you know you lost both these games close, um, your skill yeah. position weapons are looking good. Garrett Wilson's balling out. Donovan Knight's a breakout star. I think those pieces are still in place. So I think op- optimism is warranted. But on the Eagles side, you don't have to do as much you know, gymnastics to be optimistic about the team. <laughs> to get their wins now the the past two weeks have been total domination um they were up early in the second quarter up 21 nothing on the uh giants and once again I, I mean it's just i don't expect these performances you know you go on the road and uh like the jets a tough divisional battle here against the giants obviously depleted um but I think the big uh, factor of this one, which has been the past couple of weeks, has just been the defensive line has been getting crazy sacks. I think they now lead the league in total sacks. I think they passed the Cowboys. We had a total scare against the Texans, but, you know, the Texans weren't going to pull that one out. Um, but uh, the ageless wonder, Brandon Graham himself had three sacks, just got player of the, the NFC Defensive Player of the Week, Josh Sweat beat uh, Andrew Thomas a couple of times, the whole D-line. Hassan Reddick, it seems like every every single play was just right in the face of Eli Man- <laughs> Eli Manning. Eli Manning. Right, you know, right <laughs> in the face of Daniel Jones. Uh, <laughs> <Eli> <laughs> maybe like eight years ago. Um, Great game from Vic. Stuff for the rookie Evan Neal. Deshaun Jackson had a big <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think Deshaun Jackson had some punt return in this one here. Uh, hey, finals just got done. You got to cut me some slack. Um, but once again, Devonte Smith, um, back-to-back weeks look terrific. Uh, it, it's it's like a cheat code for the Eagles when you have a true number one in AJ Brown, and then you have a guy Devonte Smith who's a number two, but really could be a number one of the bunch. The touchdown they had on fourth down, where the safety Julian Love, all he all he had to do was just tackle him or make a play on Devontae but instead he like goes for the interception misses by about five feet and Devontae walks right into the end zone wide open um, again in the second straight week a terrific game out of uh, well wasn't, he didn't have a terrific win against Titans but Miles Sanders had an amazing game finally got over a thousand yards rushing uh, for the first time in his career 17 carries 144 yards two touchdowns had a long um, run of 40 yards right towards the near end of the game that really put the nail in the coffin. Um, but the big story overall is Jalen Hurts looked terrific. Uh, he made all the throws he needed to. He was a couple drops from the Eagles receivers. He would have had a better day than it looked on the stat sheet. And the Eagles were able to pull their starters out once again late in the um, late in the game around the fourth quarter. Um, Fox kicked him off the broadcast again so it's just been dominant performances for the eagles um really trying to solidify themselves as the um total best team in the nfl with the cowboys um looking beatable and not great against the texans and mahomes through three picks i think the eagles probably right now are just the best team in the uh 
the NFL. Yeah, I think that can definitely be said because you compare them to some of the other top contenders, and I think the Eagles are just looking more dominant, more complete right now. I mean, even the Bills, you know, they've rebounded recently at their win streak, but a lot of close wins in there. You know, had some trouble with the Lions, with the Jets, um, while the Eagles are, you know, this is back-to-back wins now where they blew out a team that has a winning record. So uh, the Eagles are stacking up some quality wins here. Uh, and you look throughout their schedule, I mean, multi-score win against the Cowboys, multi-score against the Vikings, Commanders, like, obviously they lost to the Commanders later, but, um, you know, a lot of quality wins on that, on that Eagles schedule. Um, the Jets are going to be looking to get some of those over the next few weeks as well. Um, so I guess looking, we can kind of look at the playoff picture here, kind of see how things are shaping up, because um, for the Eagles – this was a big week for them because not only did they win, but the Vikings lose as well. So that is a big, a big step forward in that chase for the one you, seed. And the Eagles you, are getting very close to that one prediction. Yeah, I did. So uh, yeah, if they, uh, I believe, if they win the next two games, <laughs> the Eagles got the number one seed locked up. That that would um have to be a win Christmas Eve against the uh the Cowboys, where Micah Parsons actually, I believe, said yesterday. They're asking about Jalen Hurts' play and if he thinks he's – it's him or, like, if he's the MVP and he's like, is it him or is it the team? Which, obviously, it's definitely a mix of both, but I think Jalen Hurts um, has played probably the best quarterback of any player in the league. And without Jalen Hurts right now, the Eagles are not 12-1. and They're a much different team than what they are. Yeah, like, there's definitely always a good mix. I mean, when you're 12-1, and it has to be a mix of both, you know, a great team. And a great quarterback yeah. can't get to that extent without both of them being on that high level. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, that would yeah, be crazy. Been terrific. Yeah, that'd be crazy. The Eagles could come out of Christmas Eve already having locked up that top seed with two whole games to go. I mean, how would they even approach those last two games if they were able to pull that off? Yeah, I don't know. do you rest the starter? I, I don't think you rest them because you know you got a bye week and you don't want to. Maybe you play them like half the game. You don't want to just have a cold offense yeah. that hasn't been playing a game in like three weeks. Yeah, I think so that I think you know you play half yeah, of football maybe each. You know, see yeah, almost like a preseason kind of approach. You know, maybe just play them a quarter, play mm-hmm. them a half, just so they can get those reps. Uh, but you also keep the injury risk down. Um, so, do you see that happening yeah. though? We got a road game against the Bears with Justin Fields playing some good football and then going at Dallas, obviously a good team this year. Um, do you think they're going to be able to uh, clinch that one seed going into the Saints game? I think Chicago is a very beatable team. Um, they have looked better here recently, but um, they don't really have that many weapons on offense. You know, Darnell Mooney is good, obviously Justin. But their offensive line is not great, so if the Eagles defense can continue generating – Tons of pressure, which they have recently. Um, I think they'll be in good shape. Bears defense isn't anything special. Um, so it's definitely a winnable game. But, you know, with the Cowboys coming up next week, you don't want to you don't want to fall into that trap and just look right past the team that's right in front of you. So I think their mindset should and is on um, just beating the Cowboys, and making uh, beating the Bears, and making sure they take care of business before they go on the road in Dallas try and lock up the one seed again. So it's probably going to be the biggest game, maybe of the whole NFL season, because the Cowboys um, probably win next week. Um, so then you'll have them at 11-3, and three, the Eagles 13-1. and one. 
you know, the Cowboys played Jacksonville next week. Beatable team, but on the road. Doug Peterson knows the Cowboys, but this uh, Eagles-Cowboys game will have huge implications behind it. And the Eagles can't afford to slip up before this one and let Dallas gain any grain, uh, gain any ground on the, the one seed. Yeah, that is a huge game because, I mean, Dallas definitely has a case to be maybe the second best team in this conference. And, you know, this game is going to be the difference between who is going to get that first round by or at the very least win the division versus who's going to have to play on the road in the wild card round. So uh, potential NFC championship preview. I think you could also say that. Uh, So that's going to be a huge game. Christmas Eve afternoon, got the primetime slot. So looking forward to that one. Uh, the Chris, I feel like the Christmas Eve slate is way better than the Christmas. Yeah, I was, day. I was just about to say it's a lot better than what they got going on Christmas. But that's going to be a snoozer for, for for the NBA. Yeah, anyway. it's the NBA spotlight. NBA so going to be watching that instead of the yeah. NFL. What, what is it like? Rams, Broncos. <laughs> I think Dolphins, Packers. So I will Packers be, I will be there. keyed in yeah. on that. I will be rooting for the Packers to pull that one off on Christmas. So Jets fans will have some investment in that. Uh, I, I learned my lesson to just never uh, never sit Christian Watson in fantasy. Speaking of fantasy, in our league, I mean, yep. there's big, big games. Speaking of playoff implications here, for you, it's just a win and you're in. Yep. For me, win and a you loss and I'm in. And then the other team needs to beat you and needs me to lose to hop in the playoffs. Yeah, very interesting. We got three teams. Going for one, the one final playoff spot here, and two of them playing each other, me versus my dad. So uh, if I win, I'm in. If I lose, it opens the door for you. If you win, uh, if I lose and you win, you are in. And then if I lose mm-hmm. and you lose, let's the big shims, as they're called, they're in the playoffs. So I got a six-game win streak going here, longest in the league. I've caught fire. Listen, you know, you know what they say about win streaks. You got to, they have to end at some point. You can't. Just can't win every game. You got to lose at some point. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Uh, I mean, maybe next season it can end, but I like my chances right here. My team has made some good pickups. Evan Engram, pickup of the week last last week. I didn't need him because I blew him yeah. out so much, but I happily accepted his breakout. And then Donovan Knight over here. I'm looking at starting him over Aaron Jones in my do or die playoff game. Who would have thought that was possible? Coming into the so season, of the night. it's been that kind think, of fantasy year. I think before our uh, our one episode before Christmas, whatever day that that might be, that might that might be focus more on the uh, Sixers at Knicks here on Christmas. Get a little dive into that one. Um, Sixers been playing great basketball lately. Yeah. Joel Embiid has been just erupting for damn near forty points a game here lately. Um, so that'd be a good one to look forward to. Yeah, Knicks playing a little bit better recently. Um, you know, they've been a kind of a tough team to be super like uh, optimistic about right now, just because they're a very mediocre team. It's kind of hard to see the upside, but they also aren't going to go low enough to where they're going to have you know a good lottery chance or anything. So they're very stuck in the middle right now, trying to find a way out of it. But four wins in a row is a good way to do that. They need they need a big superstar out there. I yeah. don't think. Um... Julius Randle is that guy that's going to take them to anywhere close to even the conference championship. Yeah, definitely not. And that is the next step is finding that big guy. And it feels like that's just where the Knicks are. They're kind of waiting for that opportunity to come around. They've got all these picks stocked up. 
They got some tradable contracts, some young guys. It's just, is who's that next guy to want out going to be? And obviously Donovan Mitchell was there for the taking in the offseason. It seemed like that was inevitable. It was going to happen. Uh, and then just kind of falls flat. And now he's lighting it up in Cleveland. Come in and steal him away. So, yeah, that was, that was a big one. And it was an interesting one because it was like, as great as he is, did you want to lock into that? Do you feel like you're going to win yeah. a championship with him? So I kind of understood the decision, but it also leaves them in this spot here where you're just kind of waiting for that next Donovan Mitchell now. So a uh, very interesting spot for the Knicks. Um, but Why is the Cavs playing good basketball? Yeah, That's Cavs, third seed in the East. Knicks are sixth right now, 14-13. Just one game above 500, just like those New York Jets at 7-6. and yeah. six. There's a theme going on here. There's a theme Teams. in New York right now with the just slightly above average, but I think the Jets are capable of being much better than that. Uh, so looking mm-hmm. ahead here at their road ahead, some of the games we'll be looking at with the Jets, it's all about three teams. It's the Chargers, it's the Patriots, and it is the Dolphins. So those are the teams that we'll be looking at. And, you know, the Dolphins so interesting because the Jets play them. In week 18. And I haven't, been, be... haven't been looking good at all lately, though. Yeah, Dolphins have... Yeah, they left the door open. I mean, even though I wanted the Chargers to, to lose that game for the Dolphins to beat them, the silver lining is that, you know, now the Dolphins are struggling back-to-back losses here, and the Jets are only one game back of them. They have the first win in the books from October. So now you go into week 18, and as long as the Jets are right there within a game, they can pass the Dolphins by winning that game. So mm-hmm. as long as you stay in that position and the chart, one of the Chargers and Patriots doesn't just have a red hot finish here, that week 18 game, you're looking at a very possible winner is in, loser is out type of game. So that one's shaping up to be a very, very big game, as big as a regular season game could get. So that's going to be a huge one. I'm looking forward to it. This is this is a big time for NFL fans and maybe a third back to us back in like early years of high school for any of you listening out there if you want to look at the playoffs the uh, the 2022 NFL playoff machine by ESPN is it's currently up and running so you could throw a couple of a couple wins and see how your team can get in there yeah the playoff machine really is a classic <laughs> so is. many so many I spend more time in school looking at that than any sort of homework or books the I'm supposed to be reading. Time, really, for, for any of it's the same school, layout right yeah. now. They haven't changed it at all. It is. It's, it's so actually the important things. Get this. It's so unupdated that it doesn't, if you look at the standings on the bottom, it doesn't show the seventh seeded team as in the playoffs. Actually, they just updated it. They fixed it. A couple of days ago, know, I was looking sure. at it. They were not highlighting that seventh seeded team. Like they're stuck in the old days, but it looks yeah, like they actually have just fixed that. But uh, same little exact layout. Other than a little, that. <laughs> a little bit of modernization. That are listening that are in like are in like high school or middle school, make sure you're focusing on the important things during this time, which is not right. reading to kill a mockingbird or anything. Right. Make sure you're on the NFL playoff machine and yeah, figuring you, out ways you could to always get just you could always just look at Spark Notes or Schmoop or whatever. That's your best friend. But the playoff machine, that's <laughs> the one. What Quizlet? That's a once in a lifetime thing. There's only going to be one 2022 playoffs. To kill a mockingbird yeah. is not going anywhere, and you, can, you yeah, always you can, have those notes. You may have a quiz the next morning, but is that as important as finding out how to uh, how to get the damn Atlanta Falcons the, in the playoffs? Yeah, how to, how to get the how to get the Jaguars <laughs> in the one seed? 
Right, that's not happening. But I don't think so. How to get the Browns in the playoffs? How to get the Jets facing the Broncos in the first round? So, but the Broncos what... just got eliminated. They did. Oh, so that's not happening yeah. either. Yeah, they're not riding anymore. <laughs> you could have figured that out though in the NFL playoff machine. Yeah, it was possible. Is the, for is the whole week. point here? But I've been looking at it, trying to find ways. Like, okay, if the Jets lose a couple games here, can they still get in? Uh, and if they win out, is there some way? that they can't get in, which is possible, actually. If the Jets win out, there is a very small chance it won't be enough. If the Chargers and the Patriots win the rest of their games, that could not be Jets totally out. difficult schedules. I got, a, I got a good question here for you. Do you think that the, uh, the current method and format of the playoffs makes sense, or do you think it should change with how, like, okay, you got your one seed, and do you think it should go – you know, the two, three, four should go to the um, division winners, or do you think it should just be based on record? I think I think a change they could make is maybe leave it the same way in terms of how you get in, but maybe reseed it by record so that way you don't like because like whoever wins the NFC South is going to be at home against a better team. Yeah. So maybe reseed it so it's just based on record. I think maybe that's something you can so do. still still division winners, but go in order of record. Yeah, because yeah, like, I mean, I like that the, the division is like mm-hmm. incentivized because you play almost half your games against, the, yeah. or you know, six out of 17 games. So, like, a little bit more than a third of your games are within the division. So, I think it there it makes sense that it should be important to win that and be better mm-hmm. than those teams. But at the same time, every once in a while, you get this terrible division where someone wins it and they get to play at home, even though they sh- they're lucky to even be there. So I think it's kind of maybe a little bit too much in that respect. So maybe reseeding is the way to go. But the interesting thing about that is then you also open up the possibility for, you know, like the Eagles and Cowboys this year, that those could be the one, two teams instead of, you know, Cowboys being fifth at best. So it creates some interesting possibilities. The uh, playoff is back to all all NFC East teams back in there. I think uh, Seattle had a, Awful loss to Carolina. Yeah, that, that's terrible. Just the, a team that you can't lose to, Sam Darnold, or come on the road. Yeah. That's an interesting one to watch. Gino versus Darnold. <laughs> Two uh, yeah. former Jets legends Jet going Bowl. at it. Um, speaking of the Seahawks, you Jets will be out, out there. To win that one. Yeah, speaking of the Seahawks, Jets are going to be out there in a couple weeks. Next week? Week seventeen, the second to last game. Uh, Seahawks looking looking beatable. You know they're a good team, but you know recently you're talking about lost to Tampa Bay, lost to Raiders, lost to Panthers, barely beat the Rams. They've not looked sharp the last four games they played. So, and then these next two weeks, 49ers and Chiefs. So unless they could steal one of those, it could be a seven and eight team that the Jets are going to play in week seventeen. So I think that's a game the Jets. Not going to be easy, but should be able to get. Um, but it will be fun, though, because Geno Smith is hes a good quarterback, and that's just a fact at this point. He's pretty good this year. Something you never thought you'd be able to say, but you watch him play, and he's just so sharp with his he's throws. Great throws. For, for a couple of weeks, it was MVP Geno. Not even for a couple, for like 11 weeks or so. It was yeah, like MVP probably up to halfway Gino. point. He was right in that mix. A couple, couple of tough games recently, which isn't you know, totally his fault. You look at this defense, you know, 30 points, 40 points, some of these losses. So maybe more on the defense 
uh, than Gino in the offense. But uh, yeah, looking at a really interesting stretch run here, to say the least. It's going to be stressful. I feel like my mood 24-7 is just, you know, not really thinking about, you know, my health or my sleep or any of those essential life things. It's more important to me, you know, can the Bills uh, beat the Dolphins this when week? When do I can next the... eat? Yeah, well, yeah, I don't care about that. It's just, are the Titans going to take care of business and beat the Chargers, help us out? Are we going to be able to beat the Lions without Quinn and Williams? This is what matters the most. Quinn and Williams is out? Oh, no. It's up in the air. He had a, he left the Bills game with a calf injury, which at first we thought he was done for the year because it was non-contact. He went down. You're like, oh, there goes our yeah, season. Yeah, but it turns so. out to just be a calf. So 50-50 is the label that Salah used uh, for him this week. So hopefully he can go because he is a massive part of why the Jets defense is is so good just with the pass rushing and the run defense that he brings. He's up to 11 sacks now in addition to what he does against the run. So that would be big against the Lions offense that's playing elite football recently. So, uh, But those are the other things on my mind. My uh, personal life takes a backseat. It's more about this football team that I've absolutely no affiliation with so you're just you're just a big old fan yeah (laughs) but they love you on the twitter world and that's true garrett wilson like that sense with any jets fan uh, i saw that yeah he likes my criticism of the officiating. you're not in ohio state yeah I was or, able to uh, pull out a, maybe I maybe I could have just changed the jet season because now officials will notice that and they're like, man, we are really being biased. We got to even this out before they catch on to us. And the Jets will get some calls now because I was able to get that out, Garrett Wilson. Maybe there will be a league investigation. They'll be like, guys, you got to tighten it up. You got to help mm-hmm. the Jets out a little bit. I saw this tweet with this guy Michael Nonia or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I don't think but, any of these people realize that you've been been doing this since like eighth grade ninth yeah. grade that you've been i mean I, I was i was in there too but i wasn't you know i didn't make no twitter or pull up any any michael Nanya's all 22 quarterback statistics but i was a villain back in my days of high school on the what was it gangry nation yeah, gangry nation sb sb sports nation whatever it's called yeah, it was like they're they're doing a like community mock draft, and you <laughs> infiltrated it and picked for someone else, and then they banned as a, you as a mid either advanced functions and modeling class or mid marketing class. I'm I'm making draft picks for every single team. I'm going on every team's. Didn't you pick like Solomon Thomas making... or something? In 2017, yeah, I was making picks a... for like the first top current, five picks. Current Jets player now. <laughs> Uh, and the funny thing was, like, yeah, because you're the same. Like no, the funny thing was because you the same IP address as me because we were both on the school laptop. So they banned me because they thought I was doing it. <laughs> they thought there was an alternate account that I made because <laughs> it was the same IP, and they banned it, me. It was I, yeah. Even though I was, was like, like a frequent like... commenter, I was like a good part of the community. They're like, "How are you infiltrating our mock draft?" <laughs> It wasn't even like your name or nothing. Like I no. think it was just under my regular account. Uh, I I think I did try to do that on the Eagles one sometimes, and they didn't appreciate it. <laughs> they caught yeah. on to you. They sent you like an email or something. Like Michael, this is a warning. You you just stopped doing. It. <laughs> <laughs> they never they never caught on to it, and then they 
like stop the mock draft for a couple of days. I mean, that's what we're talking. That's the whole message we're trying to get here to our people that are listening is focus on the important things like mock drafts and yeah. don't worry about schoolwork or nothing like that. You know, exams and tests. You can always study at four a.m., but can you study mock drafts on SB Nation at four a.m.? Maybe not. Yes, you can. <laughs> no, it, it's more so like you can. But do you want? Like, what do you want to prioritize? Like the things that are going to get you to college and get you a job and all that, or figure out whether these big fat men could effectively push around other big fat men to create holes for very fast men to run past them and put a ball past an imaginary line. Exactly. That's what we want to figure out. Uh, but but yeah, I mean that is where it all started. I mean, with Gangry Nation and just like commenting and making fan posts which were mostly written yep. while I was in school. Uh kind of was the I was I was there for most all. of them. I was yep. I was right there. I I wrote a few back in my day, but I didn't go into it no in depth. I remember the one I made a mock draft for the Eagles, a very serious mock draft. And it was probably the best one I ever made in my life. You know, I had Davius White in round one and Alvin Kamara in round two. I think that was a Sidney Jones draft class maybe. I had him in there. I had a bunch of these terrific draft picks where the Eagles would be lined up for the future if they just listened to me. But apparently, you know, like ninth grade Brian is just a fool who's just typing things while he's in uh, chemistry one sophomore year of high school. Yeah, and I also made like this Weebly website once where we, uh, we, yeah, both, we... we both made some mock drafts. I actually <laughs> pulled it up right here. So actually let's Go over our, what is this, 2017 mock draft. We both put our picks side by side. Um, so let's, let's take a look at this here. So number one, we both had Miles Garrett. Number two to San Francisco, we both had Salomon Thomas. So I believe we nailed those two. Or no, the Bear, the Niners went down. Uh, number three to Chicago, we had both had Jamal Adams. Interesting. Oh, wow. This one's a heartbreaker. All right, so number four, Jaguars, I had Fournette. You had O.J. Howard. Oh. I'm going to get to the Jets one. That's what I was reacting to. Five Titans. I had O.J. Howard. You had Marshawn Lattimore. Number six for the New York Jets. Jets. Do you want to guess who your pick was? Was it Mahomes? No. Was it, was it Trubisky? Yes, it was Trubisky. And then my pick was Patrick Mahomes. Oh, no. Oh, boy. <laughs> Number seven, though, he nailed. The... For the Chargers, you had Mike Williams. Mike Williams. That's what I thought it was. I was trying to pull it up on my laptop. It was like the website wrong. Let me send you the link here in the Zoom chat. Can you see that? There you go. Got it. Uh, I'm looking at the yeah yeah. Pictures of the. (laughs) This is so goofy. Who'd have the Eagles taking? Oh, McCaffrey. That'd have been a home run. I had McCaffrey to the Panthers. I I nailed a few of these. Corey Davis, we both had him going to the Bills. Uh, I had Deshaun Watson. What's a a good one that we got? I think I've, I think Malik McDowell might have gone to the radio. Oh, Kevin King, look at that. Both of us picked 29. Yes. Right there. There we go. Locked in, dialed in. I had Deshaun Kaiser to the Saints. Uh, Gary and Tommy to the Raiders. I got that. I got, Uh, I got a Jonathan Allen to the, the the former Washington team that shall not be named back then. 
Now the commanders got there. There you go. It's a little off topic, folks, but you know, would you rather talk about the Jets and Eagles playoff picture? Would you rather talk about our draft picks, uh, mock draft? This is uh, this is very important. Five years ago, these these are the prime players of the NFL today. So it's like a look back at history. These are the twenty six, twenty seven year old guys, or not? Yeah, like twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight, who are running the league right now. So. I mean, I guess Trubisky's not running the league, but other than that, a lot of these guys are. Um, let's see if there's any other interesting mock drafts on here. Oh, here's another 27, 2017 mock draft. Oh, this is just me. But uh, I have the Jets taking O.J. Howard, number six. An interesting one. Uh, Corey Davis to the Bengals. Oh, that's a, that's a 2016 mock draft. Ooh. Oh, no. This is a Wentz one. Oh, this is such a weird one. here. I guess this is probably a collaborative one. You know, we had Goff to the Rams, Wentz to the Eagles, Jalen Ramsey. I like this description San for the Diego. Eagles. The clueless Eagles dropped a QB <laughs> from North Dakota with the second pick. <laughs> uh, Jalen Ramsey would have been a great pick. Tunsil to Dallas would have been a good one. Which one did we nail? Vernon Hargraves went to Tampa Bay and he did nothing. Did we get Sheldon Rankins to New Orleans? Current Jet? Yeah. Mackenzie Alexander is a name I haven't heard in centuries. Jack Conklin, this is a story back in the old days of our podcast. Yeah, watching we're talking about Jack Conklin, the, we fell in love with him in the combine uh, during English class. I specifically Josh remember that Dotson being during to the uh, English class in like the back corner of the room. Which you want that spot where your computer screen faces away from the middle of the room, so you could get some secrecy. <laughs> I had Josh Doxon to the Lynch. Jets. Yeah. Oh, I remember the Paxton Lynch close. hype. We were considering the Jets getting him as the QB to develop by yeah. Fitzpatrick. Obviously, I had the Paxton Eagles Lynch trading up to the uh, Andrew yeah, Billings to the Bengals. That was the, the Eagles. Yeah. I think he was a bust. I'm pretty sure he went there. I don't even remember who the hell Andrew Billings is. <laughs> D tackle, oh my yeah, god! I think so. Let's look it up right now. We're gonna confirm our. Facts he still plays. Here. He's I feel on like the Raiders. I've heard, I haven't heard this name. I know. I didn't even know this guy still plays. But yes, he was drafted by the Bengals in the fourth round, though. <laughs> that draft. Our, our, look at our descriptions for this stuff. I mean, which one was? There's oh, to Buffalo T Rex as this guy does defense. Robert Kibdichi. That's. A, I mean, that's. This is not much different from this like was, the NFL.com draft mock drafts they put out there. Like it is not. They always just say. They always just oh, like oh, Sauce Gardner is a cornerback who can cover. <laughs> Add speed to the offense. Adds yeah, great that's blocking. Exactly why we're offense. drafting this guy? It's. It's a fun time. These were good memories. That should always be replicated, if possible. Here, here's a very interesting English one. class. Indianapolis Taylor Decker. Andrew Luck was not so lucky last season when he got the barnacles beat out of him. So this big guy will try to keep the barnacles inside of Luck. Okay. <laughs> this this is definitely during a uh, a marketing class here. Peak analysis. But I mean, it, it made high school fun. And there's some, there's just Jets uniforms down here. Week two predictions of myself. 
Oh wait, these are divisional. Each division's favored. Somehow we calculated this. Oh, division chances the for each team. <laughs> Advanced analytics here. I only gave Jets eight percent chance of winning the twenty sixteen division. Wait, what this? are these numbers? Well, when Tom Brady's there, it's yeah. I'm just locked in. Where's this Eagles one? And it's got to be on here. Oh, this is after. Week three, or is this 2015? It says Eagles got back on track against the Jets. Yeah, this might have been 2015. Yeah, but anyway, just it's just a fever dream, all that stuff. It it is crazy how long ago it was at this point. And now, like eight years ago, we uh, we said, Hey, let's podcast this up. And the fans, the fans love it. They knew we made this website, and they're like, "Wait, these are this these guys from that website." Yeah, we these are the guys from FiveBroughsNFL.weebly.com, and also BigAppleGames.weebly.com, the famous oh, gaming yeah. website. Yeah. Also, yeah. make sure you guys play Cube Field during class and don't yeah, focus e- on Epic Flash else. game. Epic Flash game. I know Flash players have kind of gone to the wayside, unfortunately, but there are still ways to play some of those games. Um, either way, this was a great podcast here recapping what week was this? Week 14? It's harder to keep track because yeah. that extra week kind of throws me off. I'm used to this being it, yeah, it does. What, 14 or 13, whatever. This was week 14, but what a, the schedule's you know filling up the next few weeks too. We got Saturday games this week, um, we got uh, Saturday games next week on Christmas Eve. So, football for more than half of the days of the week, right? You know, Monday, Sunday, Saturday, and Thursday. So four out of seven. So plenty going on in the NFL in a in a very tight playoff race on both sides of the NFL. Mm-hmm. So I'm Michael Mania. Keep your Brian Neville. And uh we'll see you guys Brian Neville. later this week. We'll preview. see you guys later on in the week to What's uh to come preview this next week. Eagles, Jets at Lions, Jets and... Eagles at Bears. And uh, we'll talk to you then. Zoom timer's running down on us, so we're panicking here. All right. See you guys next time. We're being kicked out.